another day. All right, let's ride. Alright, once again, it's on No Plane This Ride number 89, hosted by the young man Blackout, man. A lot of things going on this week, but not a lot to talk about, really. I got a few things I want to speak to the folks out in the world about, but nothing nobody's not aware of. Just a couple of things that caught, I want to say, everybody's out in the past couple of weeks. Um, not a lot of sports this week. Basketball slowed down a whole lot. I ain't been watching baseball as I said I would. Hockey's over with. In the NFL, they ain't really got shit going on right now. So now I'm forced to kind of pay attention strictly to the news or local events. Um, but I did catch a little bit of news. And one of the things that caught my eye was that the Iranians have taken the British tanker. And this is, um, I'm a big supporter of the military. So for me, this is a big deal because I have a lot of friends in the military. And I just know that once the tension is over there and the ocean get, once once stuff happens over there like that, everything gets magnified and hopefully they release the boat. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's gonna take a whole lot of diplomatic intervention, but hopefully something happens soon so that they release these people ship to them and we don't have all out war because, you know, that's our ally. If the Brits get into it with Iran, more than likely, that means my brothers and sisters that happen to be in the military are gonna be involved in that. And that's not something I really want because I know there's other people out in the world somewhere in the area that's gonna be affected without me like going into it, talking like I really, really know for real what's going on. But that's just like a, you know, a simple observation. Like, man, if if it happens to be the situation I think it's gonna be, then there's gonna be some shit. If that makes any sense at all. I just, I really hate to see that things are deteriorating in the Atlantic to this point. We already got a hot block in uh, reference to what's going on over there in Asia as far as what's going on in North and South Korea, with China, all that stuff over there. That's already a pretty hot area. Now you're adding further tension to the Middle East, and it just seems like it's inevitable that something's going to, if not start anew, things over there is going to get potentially worse. So I would like to see that that ends. And, um, that people somehow learn to coexist even though I doubt it's going to happen we can't even do it inside our own country inside our own ethnic groups a lot of the time so it's kind of it's it's real high hopes for me to expect that from the world but a motherfucker can dream like I can dream that at some point we achieve the harmony that we all claim we want for those of us that want I know some people they thrive on chaos whatever but still just on a human level, you would hate to see a potential war happen or war efforts increase, because I don't know what operations are going on over there, but you would just hate to see more life being lost, especially like in a naval war, you're on the water, ships get sank, people drown, it's just, it's always messy, but that shit just seems a whole lot more messy to me. I don't know, I got a lot of partners in the Navy, maybe I'm partial to it, 
it just seems a lot more messy to me. The other thing I saw, which actually made me happy, was that um, Miss World, Miss World took, I want to say her name is Kathy Zhu, Z-H-U. Yes, the young lady is Asian. Um, she apparently was, she's a, a big time supporter of the president, the Republican, you know, cool. But apparently she got on Twitter and I don't understand why people in prominent positions or just in elevated spots do this. If you're the average everyday person and you out there being a Twitter, a Twitter troll, that makes perfect sense to me. You don't really have a lot to lose depending on what you say. If you keep pretty much race, religion, sexuality, things like that. If you keep that type of stuff out of it, um, politics maybe, depending on how deep you go politically, but if you keep anything that can just insult a person's like being, not their political beliefs, but like their, if you keep race, religion, like I said, race, religion, and um, sexuality out of it, you may be all right. You may be good to go. You may not have no problems. But when you're, on the per when you're a person on the big stage and you don't abide by that and you talk about things that you got, that you got no business talking about or you're not at least bringing up other facts to support what you got going on, like somebody's going to call you out on that. Because if you're prominent and you say something that pisses off a certain sector of people, now they're going to be looking for that. And they're going to use that tweet against you. We see it happen to a certain individual every day. We see it happen to other people in the political arena all the time. But for them, they're not really in a position where they could be fired from a job. They're elected officials. They're voted in. So other things have to happen in order for them to be removed from wherever they work, wherever their posting is, or whatever you want to call it. They're appointed place of duty. There's other means that have to happen for them to be removed. If you just work Joe Schmo at a job, or if you're representing an entity that maybe sponsors you or give, has given you a title, such as the case of this woman, uh, Miss Michigan, they can say, hey, we don't like what you did. Nah, sorry, sorry, shut it down. Don't mention us in accordance with you, in concert with you ever again. We don't want to be associated with you. And that's the right of that entity. And that is what happened to this young woman. I'm all about freedom of speech, but freedom of speech also comes with a with a, with a huge responsibility when you're representing somebody else. If it's just you, if it's just Catherine Zhu, and you saying what the hell you want to say, and you don't have a title that belongs to somebody else, I got no issue with that. I may not agree, I really may not agree, but I have no issue with you speaking your mind, speaking your piece, right? That's what makes the world better. People being able to discuss their viewpoints and maybe you get to a point with somebody else where they learn something from you or you learn something from them and you guys got dialogue together. You guys got a dialogue that you can all agree with, compromise, whatever, agree to disagree, but you can move on, no harm, no foul, everything's good to go. But that's not what Shorty did. She pissed off a lot of people. And it, it'd be one thing if she spoke on Asian American issues with the same, I guess with the same uh, spunk, with the same passion, but when you're not of a community and you speak on a community, people aren't really gonna like what you're saying. Unless, I would say, you'd have to give off that, you're, that you know what you're talking about and that you're coming from a place of wanting to improve things versus just wanting to talk about things. 
And I think that's where a lot of people piss off black folks and Hispanics and, and Muslims when they say things about their culture, you know, or their, or their being or just their heritage or whatever. They say things about it without really wanting to fix things. You just want to be right in the conversation you're having. So she basically said that black people need to fix things like black on black crime. Like most crimes that happen to black people are committed to by black people. And that's that, that's like a, an empty statement because that's something we know. We know that a lot of black people live in black neighborhoods and interact with other black people. The same thing goes for any other racial ethnicity. So why don't you talk? Why aren't you talking about Asian American issues? That's my that's my point. It's like talk about that. Don't talk about shit outside your community. At least if you talk about what's going on on the Asian American side of things, people can't really come at you and saying you're being disrespectful to a whole culture. You're speaking about what you know, what you come from, what your experience is. You're not speaking about something that's sensitive to other people. But then again. That's not how my experience, I'll say, whether in person or just things I've read in any type of media, whether it be social media, news media, and print, that's not how conservatives, especially prominent conservatives with titles, that's not how they come off. There's a culture around the right that we need to be aggressive. There's less of us. People don't, people want to walk all over us, so they, they tend to be more aggressive in getting their message off because... They think they're right a lot of the time. And that's what I get from the ones who are successful at having some type of reach. But people got to understand, it's like, hey, you are just a citizen. You are not an elected official. And I think it's great that they be held accountable if they say something that's borderline racist or something that is racist that pisses people off because you are trying to walk in the footsteps of somebody you are not. The person that's currently under fire for pushing out racist propaganda is an elected official with a whole lot of power you are not that person i think it's great that this happened to this young woman that hopefully it gives her a um a check in life and lets her know that you can't just go around talking shit like that and thinking that because you've risen to a certain point in life that you're bulletproof because baby that ain't the case at all you are not an elected official you are not a member of the, member of the cabinet you are not immune to the shit that's going to, to the repercussions of your actions like a lot of people. Now, the thing is with that, people are acting like this shit is going to last forever. It's not. It's not, it's not at all. Because what I know for sure is going to happen is that with this White House being the buzzword between the advisors and everything that it is, is that there's going to be a lot, a lot, a whole lot of consequences that come from this once people are out of office. There's going to be a lot of books getting written. People are going to all of a sudden have a whole lot of truth to tell. And you could just think about um, Paul Ryan, who I talked about last week, about how he, all of a sudden he's got a book where he's talking about the president didn't know shit about government and that he had to stop him from trying to do bad. He had to try and stop him from doing bad things all the time. People think that they're immune to what's happening. And now you're not. You're not. Because as soon as this shit is over with, if you're one of the ones that was disrespectful or you, you did something you weren't supposed to do, somebody's taking notes right now because that book is going to sell. And they writing notes about your ass. So for this young woman to feel like she was somehow immune to suffering that, um, that L, nah, not at all.
I think it's, it's good on uh, Miss World USA to get her up out of there and let them know that they're setting the precedent. Like, listen, we ask you guys to talk about world peace and hunger and all that shit. And your political views are your political views. You have every right in the world to have them. Nobody's telling you not to, but you will be held accountable for the shit you say. Especially if you're out there representing us. And it may not even be a big deal to some people, but I'm pretty sure her having that title got her in a lot of places. Her being able to be Miss Michigan or Miss whatever she was, it, it, it got her, it was a key to a lot of doors. Because once you have a title like that, people want you there. They want you for appearances. They want you for all type of shit. So for her to have hit this milestone in life to have it taken away because of fucking Twitter fingers, that's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. But it just goes to show you, man, you can't you can't move how these other people move. And it, it, also, it also pretty much validates the fact that this rhetoric that's been pushed by the guy in office right now is resonating with people. And it's encouraging them to do shit that they normally wouldn't do or they probably wouldn't do before. But they've been emboldened by his actions. And now people are out here committing social and occupational or professional, if you will, suicide. Trying to follow in the footsteps of a man who's already got millions upon millions of dollars. He's probably going to be reelected. and it's going to be safe from all this shit. Because he, when he said he can go out and shoot a person in broad daylight and nobody would blink an eye, he wasn't fucking lying. He knew something at the time that people didn't know. He knew that bigger than him being anything in the political sphere, he was a symbol for the frustration people felt while Obama was president. 100%. 100%. And now you get more and more people like this. And, and that's what we out here dealing with. So good on uh, Miss World, the corporation, the organization, however you want to call it, for uh, locking that shit down and letting that young lady know that that type of, those type of actions and speaking while you were tied to a, an entity, at least like them, will not be tolerated. And that you have to watch what you say. And it's just for me, it's like I don't understand what the problem is with people being considerate about things that don't directly affect them or being considerate about things that are sensitive to other people. I've been an asshole most of my life. And as I get older, I'm realizing now, like, hey, listen, I could go out on a limb to say something and not care who it's going to bother. But I'm at a point in my life and a level of maturity where, where it's going to bother me. And I don't want to be that type of person. There's words I've eliminated from my vocabulary because at the time when I was young, I didn't think it was nothing wrong with me saying shit like that, that... I was in a position to do that because of what people have done to my ancestors, right? But as I got older, I'm like, I don't want to say this word that white people have embraced. And, and to be completely honest, it's like a lot of the times when I hear them say it, it makes me feel how they feel, or at least get a glimpse of how they feel when they hear us use the N-word. It's just something you can't explain. You just have to observe it. It's like, oh, okay, now I get where they were coming from. That makes sense to me now, how they feel like kind of, it makes them uneasy. I get it. And I try to taper down on that when I'm around them and all, because I know some things like when, it just, it, I guess it's like a black thing or a white thing when, I guess it's like a, a origin of race thing when you say this word to one of your, to one of your own, how it can either be 
a good or a bad thing. Mostly with us, when it's black, black on black, it's, it's all good, it's all love. It's definitely a term of endearment. I know people don't agree with that, like how can it be that? But I can say the same thing about that R neck word that I don't like to use. And my main reason for not using words like that is because I'm not opening the door for you to hit me with the N word. I'm not doing that. It's not gonna be like I provoked you with my words for you to say that to me and cause me to get into a situation where I'm unhinged and I, or just put me in that spot where I have to make a decision about whether or not the things I care about are important enough for me not try to knock you the fuck out, if that makes sense. I'm trying to elevate to a spot where I feel like I can move around and be around any type of person and exist in that environment comfortably. Like my, my revenge in a situation like that comes from making other people uncomfortable. Like, oh, you flapping your gums, you talking this shit, but I can be in this space and be okay knowing you feel a certain type of way about me. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be just fine. And you will be the one feeling like an asshole. So like I said, man, good on um, good on that organization, the entity, whatever you want to call it, Miss World, for, for getting her the fuck up out of here and not letting somebody like that represent them we need we need more of that. We need a whole lot more of that. And uh in other unfortunate news, a father, I want to say of six, I think that's what I read. In North Carolina, a father was at the beach with his family and unfortunately he was hit by a wave. And I wanna say the wave hit him so hard it caused his neck to break and he passed away. And this is a man who was out with his family having fun, not doing nothing to anybody, just out there being in the world. And just like that, he's gone. And that's why people always say, like, hey, man, like, enjoy this life. That's why I like to say live your next day like it's your best day because you never know. You never know what can happen. You could be here one day, gone the next. And it could be you weren't even doing nothing wrong or by you just out here living, trying to experience this thing we call life, and then something come and take you away. Something you had no control over. You just trying to be who you are in this world. And next thing, your family knows you're gone. So we got to take stock on what's, on what's important and make sure we make time for people and do our best to be in people's lives that, that want to be in our lives and not waste time with those that don't. So that we can really, really max out on life and not miss out on, on those experiences. Because I know work taking shit takes people away and all that. But... When we know what's going on in this world with all the things that's in food, all the things we ingest daily, the stress we deal with, we got to make that time to to enjoy the little things in life that, so, you know, we don't miss it. We don't miss out. And we're not going to get every opportunity, but shit, we got to take the ones that you get and go out in this world and make memories from yourself, for yourself, even if it's by yourself. Like, you're not always going to be able to be with everybody all the time, and sometimes, you know, you need time alone, so go out there and make some memories by yourself. Speaking of which, that's exactly what I did this weekend. I went to Comic-Con for the second year in a row. I did a little bit of volunteer work, like, here's the door. You want to go in? Yeah, go right ahead in. So I really did for a couple of hours, and I got to walk around a bit, and, and it's cool. It's really great to, to see all that. Even though I'm not, like, the biggest fan of comics per se, the way, for, the way I can explain it is... Uh, long story long, I caught the bus there because 
I live in Chula Vista, and there's a bus stop directly in front of my place that goes downtown. So instead of me paying the ridiculous fee for like 60 bucks to park for like an hour or so, I caught the goddamn bus. I was at the bus stop, and a guy walked up asking like, hey man, do you guys know how to get downtown? Can I pay, can I buy a ticket, whatever? And I was just like, man, there's an app, man. There's no way where to buy a ticket here. You can pay cash or you could buy an app. And like most people, he didn't have any cash, so he had to download the app and buy his ticket there. It made me feel good to help out a complete stranger. And um, he asked me like, hey man, you going to the you going to the con? Like, like what's your pop culture thing that you're into? And I said, I told him, I'm like, man, basically I like the I'm not really into anything specific like that. I just like to see people out there enjoying themselves. I think it's really fucking cool that there's a place on this scale that people can go and be around other people that enjoy themselves and enjoy uh, specific things and shit, different genres and just be in a spot where it's cool and it's all right there for them. It's all right there for the fans to enjoy. I think that's really dope. And that's my real thing only. I feel out of place a lot when I'm there. But it's just something to see, something to enjoy. So I have to take advantage of the opportunity every chance I get. Because who knows? There's somebody who, want, who wants to go that can't or who's going to go, but something got they got caught up. So if I have the opportunity to be there, I'm going to be there. And I was out there solo dolo, so I walked around for a few minutes with friends I met up with. And after we volunteered or whatever, and then we kind of went our separate ways. And I didn't see them for the rest of the time I was there. And it just allowed me to walk around and be free, go where I wanted to go, when I wanted to go, which wasn't much of nothing but me taking laps <laughs> around the uh, the upstairs part of the convention center where they had different panels on going on. And then I went downstairs and walked around there for a bit. And I did the same thing the second day when I went out. I just seeing people put on these costumes and, you know, kind of let go of their inhibitions a little bit and be who they are with their full I guess uh I guess their full interest on display is what I'll say with with all their costumes and all that shit man let that let that inner nerd flag out do what you got to do you know just be out there and be happy it was great to see that I love to see it I sat in on a panel the other day it was called manga for everyone they were going over the different it was Tokyo Pops manga for everyone and they were just going over the different series they had what they were revamping and what they were going to be coming out with new and just to sit in that room and see the people that had this deep interest in these manga, these manga series, I just had no idea. I had no idea that it was, you know, that deep and people from all walks of life. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I would like to go again. I only went two days this week. I could actually turn around and go down there right now, but I'm in the car and I'm not trying to park down there. But I'm thinking about it. And I left my badge at home like a jackass, so I, I can't really go down there. But nonetheless, it was great. I could always run home and get it and head out, but I'm not going to do that today. And uh, one of my, my personal highlight from walking around there was there's a comic uh, or a graphic novel series, excuse me. I don't really know the difference. But there's a, a series I want to say called, I thought it was called Niobe. I think it's about a black fairy girl who has a bunch of powers. But that's not the root. Like, that's what I, I saw the booth last year and didn't go over there and talk to him. And I walked past and one of the guys called me. He said, hey, man, uh, you know, hey, come come talk to me about this. And he explained to me about there was, I guess the root book was called The Untamed. 
And one of the things he said to me, the first thing he asked me was like, hey, you like Game of Thrones? I was like, of course I like Game of Thrones. Only weirdos don't like Game of Thrones. And he was like, uh, he said, okay, well, this is going to be, I think, uh, a thing on HBO. And it turns out Untamed is a series that leads to the story of this young woman and these other people in this obviously fictional world they created. But I got to talk with one of the artists, one of the, I won't say writers, executive producers of it, man. And um, they ended up giving me a freebie that's about the girl in Yobe that's good enough, that's cool so my, my little girl could read it. And um, they gave, I ended up buying myself a book of the uh, the graphic novel, the first one of Untamed. And uh, apparently it's going to be an HBO series and shit, they signed it for me and everything. So I'm going to read it and try not to tear it the fuck up. But I just thought that was really cool, man. Like who, who knows, like in the next year or two, I may see this guy's name in the credits. And I think it's great, man. So shout out to Stranger Comics for giving me a bit of information, I guess. But if you ever get the opportunity to be in San Diego and go to Comic-Con, fucking do it. Even if you don't go into the actual convention center just being outside and shit, it's dope. There's a ton of restaurants and bars and all that shit. People outside all the time. The weather's usually fucking great, like I said. It's just a good vibe, man. So go out there and get your nerd on and enjoy it. I definitely recommend it if you ever have the opportunity. You will not regret it. Worst case scenario, you see something weird. But other than that, you'll be all right. And uh, the, the last thing I want to talk to you guys about is, um, I, I don't know what to call this. I don't know what, I'm not going to, no. I'm just going to say, be careful where you at at all times. Now, most of us, I say the great majority of the world aren't famous people. So we can pretty much move around the world not being bothered. But some people happen to be famous. And they go to other countries. And what I'm talking about is a rapper. He's from uh, Harlem in New York City. His name's ASAP Rocky. Really good rapper. I think he makes good music. Haven't really dug into his last couple of albums, but he's made he's made some hits. And I, and I like what he does as far as rapping and all that shit. I think he's dope. He's really into the fashion world and all that. Apparently, Rocky was over there in uh, Sweden and got into a situation where fans were getting a little overzealous and basically they were following him around and not leaving him and his people alone and the situation got physical. Um, apparently, uh, he beat the guy up or somebody from his camp beat the guy up and next thing he knows, he's in jail in Sweden. Now, a lot of people don't know about this rapper called Freddie Gibbs, but Freddie Gibbs was locked up overseas, too, in a situation where um, he was locked up in Austria and there was nobody really able to get him out. He was in there for a little bit. I could tell him it messed with his head a little bit, I think. Well, I ain't going to judge his character like that. I could tell the whole situation bothered him, and he won't be the same. I think that's a more, um, I guess, political way or a more polite way to say it situation was bothersome to him and he very much did not appreciate it and it has a lasting effect on him and his outlook on life i'll say that but back to um back to asap rocky he was unfortunately he was locked up over there too and he is locked up over there right now and apparently he's not being held on any real charges they just got him locked up i guess awaiting a court date and uh he he has a lot of fans very popular guy News came out that 
Kim and Kanye West spoke to the president, and he's talking about helping Rocky get out, helping him with his bail and everything, talking to the prime minister, making sure he's not a flight risk. What the president should do. Same thing that happened with the situation with Lonzo Ball's little brother, Leandro Ball. The president stepped in because he has a relationship with the leadership over in China and helped get him out of that situation. Don't let that for one second make me think, make you think that I don't feel like this guy's a goddamn racist. I still feel like he's a racist. Don't wrap your racism in an American flag and think I'm supposed to call it good. This ain't the case. For me, with the shit that's going on right now, with the racist accusations, this is the perfect way for him to maneuver and kind of, I guess, segue away from that situation. This is like the perfect opportunity for him to try to mask what's really going on and why he's being accused of the things he's being accused of. So I don't for one second think this is because he's just some really nice guy that happens to all of a sudden not have an issue with black people. No, I still think that's very much the case. Because I fought, like I said on the last podcast, I fought with my brain about this individual, me considering him an actual racist because of relationships he's had in the past. But the one thing I always left out is that these people were rich. These people had a, a decent amount of money. So they were able to be in the room with him. They were stars like Mike Tyson and all that. But one thing I know, one thing I know two things for sure, man. The races ain't going to change the stripes. My battery light is flashing. So that's all I got to say for y'all. Peace till next time. Later, player. I'm just fucking around. I'm not going to leave nobody hanging like that, man. Your boy always got another battery on deck, man. Call me Tony Two Batteries or something childish like that. But now back to what I was saying, though. The situation with uh, with, with Mr. Rocky is unfortunate. And I'm not going to hold him. I don't want to hold nothing against him for things he said in the past. But I feel like it's worth revisiting that, that uh, quote. I would really revisit it if I had it in front of me. But if you say things to the effect of as far as you putting things in your music that have like some some type of political connotations to it or or any type of consciousness consciousness in there, and you not wanting to do it because what you rap about is women in fashion and partying and all that. Hey man, I don't know. Like, is that does that reflect how much you're paying attention to things that are going on in the world? I don't know. Does that mean that with you being a successful black musician that you should automatically say things about your people? Maybe. I would like. I would like if it meant that to people who were in prominent positions. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying for me personally, I would like to see more things like that. Like, being an example is all I'm saying. You, there, there's many sides to people. And if that's the side that he has, I would like to see him show it because so so many of us so often grow up thinking that we got to be one way all the time. It's not until we, we come into maturity later on that we realize you could be anything you want to be for real you get away from you know the adolescent peer pressure and maybe even peer pressure of if you're a young adult depending on the type of people you're around to be a certain type of way like no if you want to be a fucking conservative and that makes you happy go do that if you want to be a super liberal person and go fucking do that 
if you want to be in the middle, which makes the most sense to me, or to, to be, I would say rather to be a person that's willing to hear any argument and you just want a solution, be that type of person. For me, that makes the most sense. Like, hey, what, what, what can you sell me on that's going to make me believe what you got going on? I'm that type of person. I would say up to like a year or so ago, I was more or less liberal. I'm not listening to anything conservative. But, you know, I've met people and talked to people. I just say, you know what? My ears are more open now than they were before. So I'll listen. But I don't know if that's what his reality is or what his situation is as far as his uh, awareness of current events and global events and things of that nature. I don't know what it is for this guy. I'm pretty sure he's around a lot of powerful people, but he's also insulated by his um, money and fame and his success. I say, I don't, I don't want to say money and fame to sound like, to make it sound like, well, that's all the reason why he's got where he's at. I mean, that is why he got where he's at, but I want to say success because he's been able to build himself up along with him and his team and, and move on to a spot where they're successful and they got a little bit more leverage in life. They have a lot more access to most people and that's not a knock on him so i don't want to say his money his fame i'll say he's he's his success i don't want to make him a prisoner of his, of his success but i think as a people we could benefit from shit like that people speaking up and talking about things are going on issues going on especially when you come from a place like he comes from where who knows i think he's from harlem like who knows when gentrification is going to hit harlem full scale like it already has from what i'm hearing who knows what's going to happen are you comfortable with that? Do you feel the need to say something about that? Or are you so concerned with fashion and all this other shit that you don't feel the need to open your mouth? And maybe that's the case. I can't really judge that man on that. I can disagree, but I can't 100% judge him on that and make it seem like I'm the be-all, end-all. I know what's best for people in that situation because shit, I don't. I really fucking don't. I just know if it was me, I would want, and I had that skill set and that talent, I would want to speak more to the issues of the people that are that are going to be affected by it, by the people that come from a similar background, i.e., when I talk about shit that has to do with black people on this on my little platform, this podcast. Now I'm not saying I'm out here, you know, doing we all the world. I'm gonna save everybody. I'm not saying that. That would be foolish of me. What I am saying is that at least, hey, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to create some sort of awareness and reach people and say, hey, as a as a people, we got to figure out how we're doing shit. Shit got to change because the route we're going is not a good one. That's, that's just me being 100% honest. We're not on the best. We don't have the best trajectory right now. And uh, I feel like it's it's costing us as a people. And I don't want that to be the case anymore. I think we know a little bit of unity. We, you know, we, we grow to love our differences and come together, and we move forward. And forward is always, should always be the goal. Hey, we're going to move forward. Moving forward. That should always be the goal. Progression. Maybe if you're a conservative person, you don't feel that way, but my thing is, hey, fuck it. We move forward, and we do what we got to do. And for, for young ASAP, man, I just, I hope if he's not, inclined to to speak up or if he's not even involved at all in the political process or if he's not keeping track of 
current events because he has so much access to the things he wants right now. Uh, I hope this that this unfortunate situation is, is one that he learns from and that going forward, he speaks to the plight of his people. I'm not saying he has to be out there handing out soup cans and shit. I'm not saying none of that. But just sprinkle a little bit of awareness on your raps and you don't know whose mind you're going to activate because you have people's ear and people, hey, sometimes we need to be told that, hey man, have fun. Have fun. Go create some shit. Be creative. Yes. But awareness is also key. So hopefully he gets to the point where he sees that. And that's like I said, for the guy who Kim and Kanye talked to, I don't even really like saying bro name, but I'm not, this don't absolve him of, of any sins. Like, that shit is still fresh from like last week. You don't get a pass. I still view you as how I view you. You're not all of a sudden a spectacular human being. I know what you're about. I've seen you in action too many times for me to not look at you and know what you're about. So that, that don't do shit for me. Like, yeah, you, you looked out for another New York City celebrity. You're not getting no kudos. That's what you do. You used to hang with Mike Tyson and Russell Simmons. Like, we know what they was doing back in the day. Them boys was wild. You look at the ties you got to these people that are involved in these horrible acts. Epstein. And that goes for Clinton, too, because there's a lot of dirt on his name, too. But, I mean, this is like the second time that you've been implicated in shit like this. And it's, it's always... It's always funny to me that they find these links to people that are despicable. It's, it's funny to me. It's always somebody that has some level of power and they have this, this access and they're despicable people. It's never like anybody you'd be proud like, turns out current president has links to fucking chance the rapper and a million dollars being donated to the Chicago school system. It's never that. It's never it's never something like that. It's always something fucked up. It's always something negative. It's always something that you wouldn't really want to attach yourself to, but it's stuck to you every damn time. And for somebody like me who understands that the more money you got, the smaller the circle gets, the more exclusive it gets. That's cause for concern. Because those folks usually travel in the same circles and do the same things. So there's a code of, of loyalty and there's a, a fucked up sort of like honor amongst thieves. To where you're not going to say nothing to harm the other one. You're going you're gonna to make sure your little partner is straight. You're not going to do nothing to negatively inflict their... Uh, what I want to call it, their, um, I can't think of the word, damn, their reputation. You can always support what you've always supported. And it, it makes me a little nervous. It makes me a little bit nervous. Well, yeah, like I said, man, it's, it's still the same. It took you a while to, 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 to handle that chant that you didn't handle. You let that go when they was telling, when they was hollering to send that girl back. Send them back to what? Somalia? You're a U.S. citizen. Been there since 2000, year 2000. You done had a wife from a different country 
Every, <laughs> I don't know, she probably been in the country longer than fucking Melania. Or they talking about send her back. You talk about America so great, how come you can't get a wife from America and we so great? America's great, but not good enough for you to find a wife here. You got to outsource your marriages. I just want to know what's really going on. If we so great, why you got to outsource your love? What's wrong with our good old American-born, bred and raised women? What's wrong with them? You know, you know something I don't know? And then again, get blind support. Blind support. And it's just, it's so crazy to me that people can't even say that, yeah, this is fucked up. I understand that Republicans and all that unity, but at some, at some point, somebody from that party has got to stand up and be like, hey, this is bullshit. Like, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to be a part of this. This is not of me. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. All this racist shit, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like, how hard is it for people to stand up and be like, hey, we, we denounce this shit. We denounce it. Like, it's one thing to have political power, but you can't stand up for the rest of your fucking country. Your own goddamn country. You can't stand up for the rest of us. We're citizens just like everybody else. But when it comes to this shit, when it comes to this person, rather, we don't count. We don't count at all. And it's apparent to me that nobody gives a fuck. It's not, and this is me at this point, I'm just talking to people, man. I'm just, when I'm saying these words, I'm not talking to elected officials. Like this, this 100% to me confirmed that we don't matter. And when we have, we say shit like Black Lives Matter, people are like, oh, are you, this is exactly why we need shit like that. Because of shit like this. <laughs> it's exact. The same goes for Latinos. The same goes for Muslims. And even Asians, even they, know, they even though they're not talking about them, they're like the quiet minority. Nobody wants to talk about them. They're, they're the quiet ones. They don't make a fuss. They get their money. They go to school. They go about their business. They live in fucked up neighborhoods. There's gang violence with Asians and all the same shit we go through. Poverty and all that. Every Asian ain't crazy rich. They struggling just like us. Just like there's white people that struggling, but nah, nothing. People don't give a fuck about us. I'm talking to the people that support them. Like, hey, you go to work every day, depending on where you work. And some of us are around. Minorities. We ain't going nowhere. And maybe that's part of the goddamn problem. Maybe that's the issue. That we're around and people know we ain't leaving. But I'm here to tell you, it's too goddamn bad. Because we like y'all. I know I do. I like everybody. White people fun. <laughs> Fuck what you're talking about. So, I don't know. But we got to get our shit together and not let poison like this seep into the real society because that shit ain't even real. You've got too much money to be a fucking racist. Too much access to cool shit and cool things to do to be a fucking racist. And if you poor... You ain't got enough money to be a goddamn racist. You just look fucking stupid. Because while you don't like being around us, if you don't have the type of funds other people got, guess what? Your ass still going to be around Jamal, JJ, Jose, and Akbar 
in them same fucked up neighborhoods, depending on where you live, or you're going to be country and broke if you don't get your shit together. So you might as well embrace everybody. Be broke together and generate some funds to get out your situation. Talked about this shit enough. Hopefully Rocky's out soon. If not, hey, I don't know. I don't want to see anybody in jail. I just really hope he learns from this and he decides to maybe pay a little bit more attention to things that are going on in the world. If not, if he isn't, and um, to not be afraid to speak up and also not be forced to speak up about issues going on. And that's all I got, man. Y'all be cool out there. It's hot certain places. It's hot. It's, it's breezy in California. It's in the 70s. Sun out. Looking good out this motherfucker. But other places, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot as hell, goddammit. They mad. But I think it's funny. But y'all be easy, be breezy, man. Get you some AC if you ain't got some already, man. And uh, I see y'all when I see y'all play. Uh, I'm out.